a deal breaker can be something as simple as, you know what I'm saying? I can't be with somebody who's too friendly. Right. Just because I know, you know, where, what's, what's, what's happened to me in my life. And I know how, how I feel about that. And it's not necessarily that I don't trust you. It just makes me uncomfortable because of some things that, that could have happened. Um, and so when you get with somebody that's too friendly, it's just going to be constant tension. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not necessarily fair to ask that person to be somebody that they're not. You know what I'm saying? And then sometimes kids get involved before you realize that you know what I'm saying? it's really not, we're not compatible. Like there's no way that we can do this. And it's not that anybody's doing anything wrong. It's just that they have certain qualities that you can't, you can't cope with because of things that have happened to you. And sometimes you can cancel that away. And sometimes you can't, you know what I'm saying? You just have to kind of, you kind of have to assess your situation and, and see what's the best thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I do, I do. And how do you, how would you address because I think uh, another part of that is that where you have those couples where maybe you don't realize what the issue is until after a child is here. But instead of that child being this moment for you to realize like, hey, in order for my child to have the healthiest environment possible, we shouldn't be together. It's the opposite where it's now, well, you need to change for our child. Like you need to get your shit together because we have a child. How, how do you address that as a parent? Well, I feel like it depends on what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we Sometimes. use your example, the overly friendly, we'll stick with your example. So, the, so, so a friendly person, there's nothing that you can change about that. You are who you are. Um, and I challenge all my friends to realize that people are who they are. And so when you sit around and you expect somebody to change, that's how you end up miserable. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You get in this, in, in this mode where you're like, but love, but love, but love. And that's all fine and good, but love is not enough all the time. And I, I hate to be pessimistic, but it's not. It's not. You can, you oh. can love somebody to death. And it's just, it still won't work out because you are who you are and they are who you are or who they are. Yes. And if, and if it just doesn't fit, like if you have two puzzle pieces and they don't fit together, it doesn't matter how much you like the puzzle. It's just not going to fit together. Right. There's nothing, there's nothing you can do to make those puzzle pieces fit together. You can mangle them and make them fit together, but then you, right. you're left with, then you're left with two broken people or two broken right. pieces. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And then it still doesn't work because now you have two parties who now they're you know who you are as an individual and you're you become aware that i don't really recognize myself anymore mm-hmm. and so, though maybe you guys have molded yourselves into people that fit together now you're not content with the person that you are because you're being somebody that you're not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? i do i do and i want to ask you were you raised in a two-parent household or in a single-parent household i was in a two-parent household and i think that well i'll say I say it's a double-edged sword. So whether you were raised in a two-parent household or you weren't. So I feel like there's people that were raised in two-parent households. And of course, they're going to want to have their kids in a two-parent household because that's their example. Mm-hmm. And then when you have the ones that experience split family households that maybe weren't healthy, then they want to make sure that they have a two-parent household as well. So now you have like, you have two different, you know, walks of life yeah or two different upbringings and it still kind of results in the same thing where mm-hmm. i have to make sure that my child has a two-parent household one because you don't know any different mm-hmm. and the other one because you do know the other side and you do know the difference and you feel like the better thing to do is a two-parent house you know what i'm saying so yeah yeah i i do i do i i i actually i grew up my cousin i consider like my second mom was essentially a two-parent household in a very toxic marriage. And I, we weren't really aware of it until we got older. And she was able to have these conversations with us where she was like, she stayed with him because he was a good father, he was a good provider, and he did what he had to do when it came to the household of raising his kids. But he was a horrible husband. And so she stayed with him for the greater good of our family. So he was kind of like the plug. But when I talk to her now, she is so not regretful, but wishes that she would have left. And I think that's what people don't understand when they're raising kids. Yes, it's a it's a lifelong commitment, but it's also only an 18 year commitment or not. It's no. a, it, I'm not it's a lifelong commitment, but there it's an immediate commitment for 18 years. Yes. So they're they're right there in your face for 18 years. So you raise them for 18 years. Then what happens after that? You know what I'm saying? Right. So you have to take care of you. You have to. Yes, you want to raise your kids right, but your kids are going to grow up and have their own life. And as much as it sucks, some of the things that you teach them, 
it's not gonna matter. Like they're still gonna mm-hmm. go do their own thing. So yeah. you still wanna you wanna raise them the best way possible, but I think um we have to stop shooting ourselves in the foot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Because what you, what we're doing is we're like, oh well, you know, I have this responsibility of a child. Let now forget everything else. This is this is my this is my my sole focus is this child. Forget my well being, forget, you know what I'm saying, my mental, my emotions. I want my significant other to forget theirs and we're just gonna focus on these children for 18 years. Then you do that for 18 years, probably in that 18 year period, you get to a point to where you're probably dealing with anxiety, depression, whatever else, because it's not healthy to neglect yourself. Yeah. And then after the 18 years, the kids are gone. Your whole identity literally left you. Yes. Oof. <laughs> your 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 identity, yeah. you 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 focus on the kids so much that your identity becomes the kids. And so then when they leave, you don't know who you are. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Now you're broken and your kids are probably broken too because generally broken people raise broken kids yeah. and yeah. you don't realize it, but your kids kind of feed off the atmosphere and the environment yeah. and as much as you try to hide it, they pick up certain things. Yes. I actually was, so, that literally is what I actually want to ask you about is how perceptive, since you are a father, how perceptive do you think your kids are to your situation and how they're being raised? Um... I they're they're pretty perceptive but I don't think I think we've done a good job of keeping like the negatives away from them but they know what's going on and they can sometimes feel the tension um and I know that they can feel the tension because that usually when when I have tension or when we have tension they're like really emotional Mm. so they're like they're kind of like imbalanced um because we got stuff going on so your kids heavily rely on you to regulate their emotions and so when things are all over the place with you, things are going to be all over the place with their emotions. So that's always a good indicator. Um, and maybe they don't, they don't like consciously realize what's going on, but it's affecting yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the, the, even the sadder part to the situation when you have these co-parenting situations that are bad and it's so bad that the parents, the mothers who I think of mothers because it's mostly women that are in very, that I'm aware of that are in very nasty relationships. But even women who you know, my mother being one of them, love their kids to the bottom of their soul, to the depths of the ocean, would do anything. However, when it comes to that toxicity relationship, their kids' needs, seeing that reaction to you being upset, you being emotional gets overlooked because you're too focused on this toxic relationship you got with your partner, as opposed to saying, listen, the world is already an ugly fucking place. We don't need to add ugliness in their homes. And I think that is where we go wrong as humans when we're not able to be mindful of how our, I don't wanna say it's like the downfall of humans, but when we're unable to realize how our emotions impact our children is, is a big red flag for me because I think that's where a lot of the trauma starts to happen right as a child I, I I'd agree with that I'd agree with that and I think people don't realize that they think that that you know the kids are only affected by like like tangible things you know what I'm saying yeah. Yeah. so like as long as you don't abuse your kids as yeah. long as you don't as long as you don't like neglect your kids as it pertains to like making sure they have what they need or you know what i'm saying yeah. and we think that as long as we don't do those things you know what i'm saying it's good but it's deeper than that so you might not you might not abuse your kid emotionally or or physically but if they're in an emotionally void environment it kind of has a similar effect yes yes and actually um i was doing i just wrapped up an episode with a, a girlfriend and we were talking about friendships and how traumas really start to play out as you get older that you didn't even realize you had until you're like why do I react like this to these situations like why do I blow up or why do I get so emotional when people talk to me a certain way and you start to think well shit when I was growing up I would do this and my response like the response I got was always this so people are continuing to feed that 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 condition that you have in your head and when you're older and you're able to recognize that it's not healthy you then get fucked up because you're not sure where you went wrong because you're not acknowledging that it started when you weren't even aware that you were creating these defense mechanisms. I think um, just black men in general, as soon as it comes to a vulnerable topic, it's kind of uncomfortable because you never had, you never had, you know, another man in your life that you can lean on like that, like in an emotion, in an emotional way. Cause generally in the black, in the black family, when something's going on, you go talk to mama. 
Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you yes. don't go talk to daddy, you go talk to mama. And and so it just kind of creates like brokenness where where you don't you don't know how to express yourself in a in a in a in an emotionally true way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're yeah. always suppressing something. You're always you're always trying to filter out certain yes. emotions because yes. you feel like they make you less of a man. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. But that, that's not necessarily the case. Definitely. And that back to full circle, I think that is the cycle because the biggest downfall in relationships and even more specifically failed relationships when kids are involved is lack of communication because most men don't know how to communicate. And I think when kids get involved, I assume it gets even more complicated because you're trying to, as a father, you're trying to keep this persona of being the, the image that we've been taught, you know, strong provider, you make, you make your boy a man and then you're a protector for your daughter. Right. But I think too, you got to understand what you feel too. And so a lot of men don't, you don't even understand your emotions because you haven't explored, you know what I'm saying? And so I think, but, and I, I honestly think that is one of the challenges of co-parenting. You know what I'm saying is is making sure that your child gets those lessons and understanding because when you're in a split household mm. and mom's in one place and dad's in, in one place, they're always only getting half of the lesson. Yes. Wow. Yes. And so so yeah. that's that's a challenge um, in and of itself, which is, I think, why it's so important to communicate what's going on uh, as it pertains to co-parenting. So even like me and my kids, mom, I'll call her and be like, oh, yeah, Kaden did this and I told him this and this and this and that and the third not because i need her permission just because you know yeah. what i'm saying they're with me for a certain amount of time so when when they're with her she has to finish that yeah, you know yeah. What I'm because it's not you can't always finish it and like if i have them for a weekend you can't always necessarily finish it in that weekend or you can't finish yeah. it in that day that they're with you or those few hours that they're with you uh and so it's important to communicate so then when they go yeah. back with the other parent the other parent is finishing that and you have to yeah. kind of you guys should be you guys should be following up you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if something happened during the day, I address it, I correct it. Then mom needs to follow up later that night. Hey, yeah, so I heard this happen. You know what I'm saying? What's going on? How do you, you know what I'm saying? And then reinforce. Yeah. yeah. Reinforce what's been done. To really start to see the other side of it, where I'm starting to see the fathers of kids screenshot the crazy shit women say. Right. To keep their child from them. I'm just bamboozled. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And I'm I'm actually like in a black father's group and it's a lot of like Crazy. us talking to each other, like, how do I deal with this? And because what's <laughs> as bad as it is, like a lot of us deal with the same stuff as it pertains to parents. But That's I think crazy. But I think it's not even craziness. I think the issue is that we have a hard time letting go of expectation. Mm. So like, so, so for the initial expectation that you have to let go of is that you're going to have a two-parent household when you decide to split up so you have to let go of that expectation because if you don't there's bitterness and there's hurt that follows mm, mm. then other expectation that you have to let go of is how it's supposed to be when you co-parent mm. you know what I mean? mm -hmm. because everybody's different so you can't say that there's just there's one type of co-parenting relationship that's just one size fits all for everybody everybody's different personalities so everybody's going to have a different somewhat co-parenting situation everybody's push and pull is going to be different so right again the comparing on social media and we see we see like the pictures of the of the the mom and her boyfriend and the dad and his girlfriend and they're all taking like happy family pictures but that's not everybody's co-parenting situation right. right and when you Definitely. when you see that and you have this expectation that that's how it's supposed to be then you're going to be angry you know yep. what i'm saying yeah you're looking you're looking at that and you have this man who possibly doesn't want anything to do with you. He wants his kid, but he doesn't want anything to do with you. He don't want to take no family pictures with you. He don't want to, he don't want to, he don't even want to have, you know, where you guys are throwing a birthday party together for the kids. No, I want you to throw yours and I'll throw mine. And that creates bitterness because you have this expectation of what it's supposed to be. And you're seeing that it's not fitting into that. So I think a problem with um, a lot of failed co-parenting relationships, some of it is toxicity, but I think a lot of it is just expectation. And when you yes. when you have when you have a hard time letting go of that expectation, you're gonna be bitter. It's it's hard not to be because all you're looking at is what you feel like you're supposed to have and what you don't have. Caleb, you said a mouthful right there. You said a mouthful right there, because amen. I think that that 
applies honestly to life. I think life is a lot harder when you have an expectation of what it should be. And then when it isn't like that, all of a sudden you don't know what to do because life isn't how you picture it. And it's not going to be, nobody can have an expectation of anything because every human is different. Every human has, has free will. So living in this, this mindset that co-parenting looks a certain way, I don't even, it's crazy how you can really simplify drama in the, its basics form. And it's literally, you have an expectation and because you don't want to let go of the expectation, you giving me shit. When in reality, if you accept this expectation, we can meet in the middle and both be all right. Like but sometimes it's not even sometimes it's not even meeting in the middle, and I think that's what people have to understand too. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to eat ha- past the middle. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. You, yeah. You know, you know who you had kids with. You know what I'm saying? You know who they are as a person, and so as a man, you I should do what it what it requires to make it work, and as a woman, it should be the same way. And if that requires her meeting past the middle, leaning towards my side, then she might have to do that, or vice versa. And and there's different things, you know that you're not gonna meet in the middle on. And again, that's the expectation. Co-parenting is supposed to be meet in the middle every time, but it's not that. And even with relationships, it's not always meet in the middle. Sometimes compromise compromise isn't necessarily always situational. Like sometimes it carries over from situation to situation where it's okay, yeah. Yeah. I let you have that, now this is my turn. Sometimes that's the compromise, not in that specific situation where it's like, okay, well you get a little bit of what you want, I get a little bit of what I want. No, yeah. you can have this situation. Yes. Because it seems like maybe this is something that, like we talked about it, and it's something that maybe I can live without having my way. And it seems yeah. like you can. Yeah. So then you can have that. And now when something comes up that is extremely important to me, you know what I'm saying? The compromise might be, okay, she's telling me, okay, you can have it. Yeah, yeah. It's your way this time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's, it's, it's just expectation. Yeah. Like, also, I, I would argue it takes some level some high degree honestly of maturity too because i think it's easy for me to have this conversation with you and it's easy for me to agree with you but we don't see it i yeah, you get it you get in that heat you get in that heat and it's a little bit different than they <laughs> talk about how do i don't even know like how do you start to have these conversations with people with kids that it literally is just an honest to goodness fucking conversation about what you expect and you being mature enough to say, okay, this is what you want. I don't see how it can meet in the middle. So you got it. But next time, ain't no argument about what I want. This is what I want. I gave you this. How, how often does that happen though? You know, and how do we get there? Or how do we start? How do you think our generation should start to move our way towards having those kind of conversations? Oh, that's a good question. I I don't know honestly I think I think yes we should be intentional but I don't think everything can be so planned out you know what I mean where it's like okay this is how you do it because again it's not it's not one size fits all I think it's just more of understanding um and and less of like planning out that when this situation arises this is exactly how you conquer it because it just depends so like my personal belief is there's always somebody in a relationship like there's two people but one of them is always a little bit more mature and a little bit more reasonable than the other one mm-hmm. there's always somebody just a little bit more and i think yeah. Yeah. usually the burden falls on the person that's a little bit more reasonable to okay. to make it work uh and it sucks but again it's not always 50 50 you know what i'm saying so yeah. moral of the story know what you're doing before you hack it in my feed instagram facebook whatever twitter there seems to be this trend of people getting pregnant with people that have already showed they ain't shit. And then being so surprised that they're the same. Like, well, I thought it was gonna be different. That goes back to one. that goes back to understanding that people are who they are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stop expecting to change people. I think and it's it's it it sounds so pessimistic, but stop thinking that you just have the power to change everybody yes. to be something that fits into your life. Yes. And honestly, like you sound <laughs> you sound stupid. Right. No. <laughs> like you think you think that just because just because you like this person or you're fond of this person for whatever reason, then you can just, you know, work your little work your little <laughs> voodoo work your little voodoo and, and change them into somebody that you want them to be. And I think we have to start seeing people for who they are and either accepting that or not accepting that. Valid. Is that, is that simple? 
you're not going to you i mean you can help somebody but you're not going to change the essence of somebody is so when you look right. at the core when you look at the core of someone you have to ask yourself is this someone who fits into into who i am you know yeah. what i'm saying is, yeah. is this a perfect piece that that can that can build onto who i am or is this somebody that's going to be an anchor and hold yes. me in, in, a, in a place that i'm going to because that's what happens when you try to fix people yes Yes. So I think we need to understand that you're not going to change someone. They are who they are. You can help them or try to help them, but the essence of who they are is not going to change. And you have to either accept that or not accept it and move on with your life. You, I agree with you 100%. But let's, let's dial it back. Let's, because Caleb, you, you are a different breed. Your thinking is, is of the minority, not the majority. From my experience. Because I'm seeing all these trends where there's a lot more women settling for being a baby mama. One, because it seems like everyone's a baby mama now. And two, social media fluffs it up. If everyone is getting to these toxic co-parenting situations, or honestly, single parent relationships, single parent households, how do we start to change that conversation? Or is there even room our possibility to change that conversation because all the things you're saying are beautiful. Love it. Makes sense. To me, logical. I, I understand where you're coming from. How do you feel about the the way, since you are in a, in a Black Fathers group, you kind of have visibility to, to a small piece of the world of being a Black father. How do you feel co-parenting trends are doing now? Do you feel like we are mo moving towards a more healthier co-parenting trend? Or do you feel like stagnancy? I think, I think it's, it's, it's kind of, um, it's new. So mm -hmm. I, there, it's mm -hmm. not, it's not something that's been happening enough to be a trend. You know what I'm saying? Like people, yeah. okay. you gotta think like back in the day, like when we were growing up, seeing divorced like families was, was kind of like a, a weird, a weird thing. Like, and it, it's getting a little bit more normal. Um, but it now it's more than it's ever been. You know what I'm saying? And so I don't think I don't think there's there's been enough history of co-parenting being as expansive as it is now. As far as it seems like everybody had kids in an unsuccessful relationship now yeah. in our co-parenting, yeah. and it it I mean it's yeah. a harsh reality, but there there's not really a trend yet. But I think um, in general it sucks. Co-parenting from from most from most I sound like Mike Tyson. <laughs> 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 in general it sucks i think for most people uh, for the majority of people that are co-parenting co-parenting it sucks and that's just from my experience um you know kind of reading people's stories in the black fathers group and yeah and kind of seeing what's going essentially co-parenting comes from really understanding you understanding who you got kids with and understanding life is not yours to be happy all the time you got to figure that shit out you make it do what it do and when you have kids the most important thing is your kids but i'm just seeing selfish ass women having kids to have kids and they won't have that kind of conversation or they're not having that, that line of thinking that you have about how to successfully co-parent. It's just bitterness. There's I mean, it depends. It depends on who you're dealing with too, though. Like this is, so, I, this is I'm seeing all the time, Caleb, like yeah, all, mean, all day, it's, every day. It's hard. I mean, I hate to be like pessimistic, but that's once weird. you have once you have kids and you're in a co-parenting relationship, if you're in a co-parenting relationship with an ain't shit person, it's kind of too late to be like, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of too late to be wise at that point. Now, I, and I, I hate to be like that, but I'm very matter of fact as it comes to like decision making as adults because I hear a lot of people complain about their situations when their situation came from a decision that they made that nobody made them make. Right. So I think what I would say is like, honestly, you were grown and you made a grown decision, mm. right? And you're in a shitty situation because of your grown decision. And it might not be possible for you to have a successful co-parenting relationship. But what you can do is make sure that you, you, your child is the best that they can possibly be. So yeah. that, whether that be, whether that be like without dad, you know what I'm saying? Whether you're filing for full custody because you see, I cannot co-parent with this man or this woman. And you have to go through, the whole process and it's expensive or whatever, but you have to kind of evaluate your situation and see, is this something that we're both somewhat mature enough to talk through this and get to a point? Can we go to counseling and get to a point? Or is this something where this other person is just not gonna, 
is not going to do what they need to do. And I need to just go ahead and get custody of my child so that I can make sure my child is not affected by it. Um, and so it, that that's the harsh reality. Everybody don't get to co-parent. Yeah. Just because you have kids with somebody, that don't mean that that person is going to be a parent. Yeah, exactly. sometimes sometimes you have to go file for 100 percent custody and sometimes full custody you have and kids with kids and you just be out here sometimes you have kids with kids and and i'm speaking from experience like in the father group there's a lot of fathers in the group that had to do that yeah like they had kids and maybe you know the woman ended up on drugs or mm -hmm. just kind of very childish and, and just not doing what needs to be done and they had to get full custody of their child to make sure their child was okay so sometimes that's the solution it's not always yeah. let's sit down and have a conversation because sometimes you try to sit down and have mature conversation it's just not a possibility for your situation yes so like we kind of have to accept what what is the situation that i'm in is it something that i can change mm -hmm. and if it is not then you do what you have to do for your child, whether that be filing for child support, custody, whatever, right. whatever it be. And don't sit there and complain about it because guess what? You made the decision. Now all that energy that you're spending complaining could, could be energy that you're putting into, into making the most of whatever the situation is. Right. right. Yes. So that's my, that's my advice. You was grown. So be grown now and do what you got to do. Ooh, amen. Listen, you know what? That's probably the, the best advice for this conversation to be honest, I, I think I'm even more pessimistic than you because even when you say that, I'm just like, but they're not gonna be grown. How, how did you get here with your co-parenting thing? Um, I mean, it's, everything that I'm saying is, is kind of has been my process. So I let go of expectation of what it was supposed to be because honestly, in the beginning, I used to argue a lot. Me and my kids' mom used to argue a lot about things like when I got to have the kids, the time that I got to spend, and yada, 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 yada. Mm -hmm. And I just got to the point to where I had to ask myself, you know what I'm saying? Like, is this something that that is is the effect of a decision that I made? And the answer was yes. And unfortunately, what that meant is you got to live with the consequences. Yes. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what it was. So I let, I let go of all the expectations of what I, what I felt like it was supposed to be. Um, and now it's better. It's better. And I mean, we still have problems, but every, every, any, well, any sort, any sort of relationship with anybody, whether it be friendship or co-parenting or like a, a significant other, you're always going to have some kind of disagreement. So that's natural, but yeah, I just, it's better now because I just let go of the expectations of what I felt like co-parenting was supposed to be. So that, that expectation that, oh, you know, I've seen this person and they alternate weeks and the kids will spend one week with them, the next week with the other parent, and then they alternate weekends. I'm like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. And then you see the, the, the social media and you're like, oh yeah, so I should just be able to, to date and do whatever I want to do. And she's just going to accept it because that's how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. So you have the expectation. And so a lot of the arguing came from the, the, what was happening was not aligning with the expectation. And so as soon as I let go of the expectations and kind of analyze the situation for what it was and ask myself how I can get the best out of the situation mm -hmm. to the best parent that I can be out of that situation, then I kind of got to a better place. So it really just all boils down to whatever expectation that you have um, whether you're already in a co-parenting situation or whether you're going into a co-parenting situation or you're thinking about it, you kind of got to leave all of that alone. And you got to start fresh because it's literally going to be a whole new situation, uncharted territory. And so if you go into it with preconceived notions, it's going to, this is going to cause tension. Beautiful. I, I beautiful. I, it's, it's crazy how that I'm just like thinking in my head, I'm trying to stay focused because that just applies to life. And even now, it does. I'm thinking of in my person, I'm like, dude, I probably need to let go of some expectations because, <laughs> because a bitch be arguing. And I'm pretty sure it's just because I'm expecting something when I probably should just accept it for what it is and figure out how to work with what I got, not what exactly. I think it should be. And it is, I can tell you just thinking about that's that's hard. That's hard as shit because back to who are who you are, I think you have to also be who you are, but also have to want better for yourself and whoever you're trying to um, accommodate for essentially is, is the word I think of. You have to want that more than your ego. 
And so as I'm thinking like how me letting go of expectations apply to other parts of my life, I'm like, I'm gonna have to pray on this. I'm gonna have to fast. I'm gonna have to- It is, it is hard. I make, it sound so I make it sound so simple, but it's not simple. And it was, wow. for me, for me, it was probably like a three month process, <laughs> honestly. So it's not, it's not just that I made the decision right now and I'm good. So you, it's kind of like a, you have to constantly correct yourself. You know what yes. I'm saying? Yes. So like, once you come to that realization, it's not just going to be something that now I can automatically govern myself that way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. then you have to, be, then you have to be aware. Um, mm -hmm. So you make the realization, and then going forward, you're gonna fall back into that old yeah. expectation, and you have yeah. to be aware that you're doing that and check yourself. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's constant, Absolutely. it's constant self, it's it's constant self correction, and it is hard work, and it's not it's not simple because you have. So for one, for most people, when they have kids, they have this like beautiful dream of like a Cosby show mm -hmm. <laughs> or like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air family. Yeah. And so, so initially, like when it doesn't go that way, it's so hard. So you're holding on to everything that you can hold on to, to kind of make right. it as close to that as it can possibly be. So you're thinking about, you know what I'm saying? Let's just alternate weeks and have birthdays together and yeah. we can still come together on Thanksgiving and we can take family portraits with my girlfriend and your girlfriend or my wife and your husband or yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. And so you're holding on to all of those little moments. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like if I can at least get these moments and I can kind of have my dream because mm -hmm. nobody, I don't know anybody that had kids mm -hmm. like I'm going to have this kid and I'm going to be single. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know nobody that, that feels right. that way. You know what I'm saying? When you have kids with somebody, you kind of want, if not, even if it's not to be with them for the rest of your life, to at least have some sort of relationship with this person. Right. And it's not always a possibility. So, and that's why I say you have to let go of that expectation. It sucks and it hurts to, to, to really come to the realization that my dreams are not going to come into fruition. Not with this one. You know what I'm saying? You and now I, have, now I have to go a different path. And I think that's the hardest part. Yes. Of, of letting go of that expectation because that means that you're letting go of your dream. Yes, and I was I was gonna talk about that too. And I think in addition to letting go of your dream, but also you have to now venture into this new arena, this new realm, this different place. And I think almost everybody is sometimes kind of intimidated by change. And so I think when you have to challenge your reality, challenge your dreams because life life is life there's too many unknown variables in life for you to have your dreams the way that they are in your head and agreeing with you the hardest part is accepting that and saying you know what this is not how i pictured it but this is how it's going to be and now i need to figure out how to work with it mm -hmm. and and so then you think about it add that on top of learning how to be a parent Y'all got a lot of shit to think about, cause the fuck? How you got time to think about that and be a parent and then keep your job and keep your social life and do everything else? That's like a mental exercise 24 seven. It is, and <laughs> that's something that people need to consider when they have kids, you know what I'm saying? Are you ready for that? Because it's, it's, it's not as simple as you just have these kids, you change their diaper, you feed them. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's not that simple, especially when you're co-parenting. So like, uh, I think it's a lot of times easier for dads than it is for moms because as bad as it sounds, we have an option. Yeah. No, like, absolutely. It, it's kind of, it's, yeah. it's like women, women kind of, you kind of don't have an option. When, you, when, when you have a child as a woman, you're going to be a mother. You have to push that child out. You have to go to those appointments. You got all the nutrients right in your, in your chest for the child. So you kind of, you have to be a mother, yes. you know what I'm saying? As a, as a, as a man, if I decided I didn't want to do them kids, that was easy. That would have been easy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Not so easy for you. Because yeah. even if you did decide that you didn't want to be a mother, your body was still going to act like you were a mother. Yeah. Or you yeah. were still, you were still going to lack, or was it lactate or whatever? Yep. 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 You're still, you're still going to do all of that. And you still have to go through all those body changes. You still might get a little bit chunky. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Your back might, your back might hurt from your epidural still. Like, so you can, you can decide mentally, but physically, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's so many it, things that there's so many things that change. You change chemically when you become yeah. a mother. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not so much as a man. Yes. So. Yes. It's it's it's. I mean. It's full circle because even even that 
women are very, we are very much aware of that. We are very much. And honestly, I, we're also taught that it's like my mom, I think the, the biggest theme was as a woman growing up, don't be out here fucking no boys unprotected because if you have a baby, that's your responsibility, not his. He ain't got to stay around. And so we are being conditioned that, that that's the culture, that's the way it is. And then just like you said, so we grew up, we have these expectations. And I think knowing and being conditioned and it essentially becoming an intimate part of us that we are always going to be responsible if we have kids. When you get with someone who isn't meeting your expectations, it, that's probably why it's a lot harder to let go because it's like, fuck you. You never, ever were always having to be here. I didn't have a choice. You have a choice. So I think you make a very good point. And I, like, I just love how that came full circle. That is, yeah, we know that. You have, to, you, have to be, you have to be ready, man, because again, it's more than, than meets the eye as it pertains to being a parent. So like, yes. yes, I say you have to make sure you take care of yourself, but it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. <laughs> when you're when you're taking care of a child. It's it's really hard to do that. And I think you know, sometimes you feel guilty for, for taking care of yourself when you have a child. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, because you're like, who am I to to go out and have fun and be out until one mm-hmm. a.m. with my friends when I have a child to take care of? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You kind of feel like you're not you kind of feel like you're not allowed to enjoy your your life anymore outside of your child, but you have to. I've heard, yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You you yeah. have to. You have to do the things that you love. You have to, to spend time to take care of yourself, to pamper yourself. You can't always rely on your significant other to do that. And you shouldn't rely on your significant other to do that. Um, it, it is your, your mental health and your well-being is yours. Like I say, we grown. Amen. Ain't nobody your mama, ain't nobody your daddy. Oof. You know what I'm saying? So you get a relationship and you think, and you think, I'm not happy and it's my significant other's fault. No, it's not because it's not their responsibility. And as hard as it is, you have to do the things that you love. Yes, yes, yes. Go play, go play basketball. Go, go, go get your toes done. Go get yes. your nails done. Go buy that, buy that dress, sis. Yes. Your kids need clothes, but you do. Your kids need clothes, yes. but you do too. You know what I'm saying? Go buy that dress, sis. Go, go buy that dress and put it on and look good and feel yes. good. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. important to do that because when we have kids, most people feel to some extent like they lost it. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, sometimes you got to show yourself, I still got it. Yes. You got to get dressed up yes. and go out and go stretch your shit downtown yes. and go you, to the club. Caleb. Sometimes you got to do that. Don't do it all the time now. Don't, don't, be, not, don't be one of those. Well your well your well your baby always with your mama and you always in the streets. Don't be that one part. of those now. That part. You know it, it's a balance. That part. Balance. But if you want to take if you want to take one weekend a, one weekend a month, not weekend, one Saturday a month. Don't be going the whole weekend. <laughs> you want to take one you want to take one Saturday a month and go take care of yourself and do that. You know what I'm saying? Go out that Saturday and, and challenge your significant other to do the same thing because it's important and we cannot be we cannot be hundred percent effective parents if we're not taking care of, of of ourselves. So when they say when they say you gotta take care of home first, in that situation you're home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If the household is not taken care of, then then everything else suffers. You know what I'm saying? When you're not taken care of, then your children suffer. So for me personally, when I had my my first child, I dropped out of school. I stopped running track and it was work, 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 work. I wasn't hanging out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing none of that. And it it wasn't it wasn't a good place to be like mental mentally and emotionally my self-esteem was was in the toilet you know what i'm saying like because i wasn't taking care of myself and it wasn't until it wasn't until i started to do the things that i love to do and that i like to do uh, that i got to a place and on the other side of that so i wasn't taking care of me and it affected me but then i didn't have patience with my kids i want to hear all that goddamn crying shut up I don't want to hear. Shut up. Be quiet. You know what I'm saying? And then I have yes. I have no patience for my kids because I'm I'm frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not outwardly frustrated, but deep down in me, I'm frustrated and I'm not satisfied and I'm not content with who I am and what my life is. And so now my kids have to suffer. I have no patience. I yes. want you to go to bed at 630 on the dot so that I don't have to see or hear you for the rest of the day. And it 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 sounds bad, but a lot of parents deal with that. And I'm sure yes. Yes. I'm sure when people listen to this, a lot of people are going to identify with that. And I know, I know a lot of mothers that have dealt with depression yes. um, because yes. of the same thing. 
and we sit there and we take pictures with our kids and we smile and we look like we or we look like we're enjoying our kids uh, and though we love them we're not enjoying them because we're not enjoying our life yes oh caleb you said a mouthful there my friend amen and you know what i'm saying so you you yeah. you have to you have to figure out um before you go into kids are you ready for that because it's a lot to balance for one when you have kids you have to figure out how can i keep that balance yes you know what I'm saying? yeah when, whether i'm co-parenting or not and i think honestly I hope I don't give nobody the wrong idea when I say this, but it's a lot easier co-parenting to take time for yourself because you don't I, have your kids all the time. I was and just, it, it sounds bad. And just don't nobody go break up with nobody because I said that now. <laughs> don't do that. But, but I was just it's thinking a that. Lot, it's a lot easier because yeah. you don't have your kids all the time, depending on your co-parenting yes. situation, yes. depending yes. on that. Yes. But if you're splitting days and stuff like that, off rip, you automatically got days that you can do whatever you want to do. You can go be in the streets and not feel guilty exactly. because it is not your day. <laughs> you know exactly. what I'm saying? Yes, yes. So, so that, I guess you could say that that's, that's uh, I don't want to say the B word, benefit. <laughs> it's a benefit. Don't, listen, go do don't go, don't go, don't go in relationships because I said that now. But. Listen, we're going to put a pin in that because I, my, my, the question that I'm going to write us out with is, the pros and cons of co-parenting. So we're gonna put a pin in that real quick, like, because I just, I want to reaffirm I, what you said. And I am not a parent, but moving to California, I am blessed with knowing people that are parents and my cousins are parents and they're younger than me. And the, the my sole purpose in any parent's life that I know is to be that person that's like, you need some self-love. You need to take a day. You need to go do something. Because if you are broken down mentally, exactly what you said, your kids are going to feel that. Not because you want them to, but because you don't have your shit together. And your kids are right now a source of frustration that is physically tangible for you to take your frustrations out. As opposed to you knowing that you just need, a, you need to ask for help. You need to just have a day where there's no kids there. Or even if your kids are there, have someone with them so that you know that they're being watched and being taken care of, and you can go take a bath, or you can go read a book, or you can take a shit in peace, because I know that's a big one that parents Yeah, you do. definitely don't do that no more. <laughs> so as you speak, though, I, I also was reveling the fact that that's also the, the same advice I give to myself when I'm single and I'm going through something bad is remind yourself who you are. Get that back. Find your groove again. That's what matters. That's what's important. And once you find that back, you come back, you come back grounded. You come back ready to take on the world. And I think you, you get some clarity and you figure out how to move forward better. And I, I just love that you touched on it because I, as, I was, as you were saying, I was like, and this is why co-parenting is a beautiful thing if it can be done healthily. Because you can still show yourself love because you have a partner in this parenting shit. You're not by yourself. You aren't a single parent. And I wish single parents would strive to be co-parents. I take that back. I'm pretty sure they are starting to be co-parents because ain't nobody out here trying to be a single parent. I wish it was easier for people to co-parent successfully and more tangible to co-parent successfully. But it seems like that might not be the case. Yeah, I I think there's a, I mean, I kind of, I'm, I'm ready to get into the pros and cons question. <laughs> oh, but, listen, you on, say but, that piece and then you can, you can transition right into it. Yeah, I think, I think it's a little bit different as a single parent for sure, but there's still a way to do it. You know what I'm saying? That it can yeah. depend on, depend on what kind of support yes, um, you have, that you have from your family, your friends, because a lot of people that are single parents as well. And I know that's not the conversation that we're having, but a lot of people that are single it's parents feel like they're stuck, but part of that. Um, and I actually talked to one of my friends about that is because you have an expectation of who's supposed to watch your kid when you want somebody yeah. to watch your kid. So it's supposed to be grandparents, you know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be brothers and sisters. But what we don't understand is there's a lot of people that are willing to help us. We just haven't given them the chance to. Yeah. So like I literally had a conversation with, with a girl and I told her, I said, you can drop your kids off whenever you want to. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter to me. Drop yeah. them off. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't, and you like, cause she would say, I don't have nobody to watch my kids. Well, you have yet to ask me, can I watch them? There is a way for any parenting situation that you can still get your you time. It's just a matter of assessing um, or evaluating your your unique situation, yeah, and figuring out how you can work it to 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 work for what for what you need. 
back to what you said, expectations. You gotta let go of those expectations. It's, it's, you said it, that, man. You said it, man. Dumb, dumb expectations is serious, man. Listen, I'm seeing the motherfuckers is popping up. Everywhere, them expectations are serious. Well, <laughs> them expectations will kill you. They will kill you. Listen, that right, listen, that that is the lesson, that is the theme of this conversation, or the takeaway. Y'all, we gotta, we gotta reevaluate expectations. They need to be realistic expectations. It needs to be okay if your expectations end up changing. There's nothing wrong with you saying, I expect this, then you see the situation and go, Okay, now I expect it because because of this, I need to figure out some things and you know, mold some shit, reevaluate, throw away the, the the original plan and come up with another one. It's okay. It's all right, Mr. Caleb. To round us off, let's do let's let's get in these pros and cons, man, because I like this one. Yeah. Pros and cons of co-parenting. <laughs> um, one of the major pros is also a con. So it's a pro that you get to spend whatever time with um yourself and on yourself or not whatever time but there's more freedom to do that but it's also a con because guess what happens your kids grow up and they see the time that you get to spend enjoying yourself and then sometimes they feel like they're not a priority anymore mm. right so so it sounds good when they're young but when they get older it's more to manage because yeah. now you're now you're really managing now you're managing their expectation as well. Mm. Caleb, you need to so, an expectation, sir. I'm trying to tell you, they're gonna get you the time. So like well, now you're managing their expectation as well. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I think I think that's something that a lot of people don't realize when it comes to co-parenting. We think about like when we think of co-parenting, or at least me, I think of like young kids. I don't think of yeah. 16. 17 year olds yeah. and it's a little bit different when you get into that can't talk about that because i don't know nothing about that but <laughs> not, yet, not, yet. not yet but it's a it's it's a pro and a con um the other cons are of co-parenting one is letting go of the expectation essentially you're you're gracefully bowing out of your dreams um which is very um another con is um having to essentially well, it depends on what side of co-parenting you're on, but having to essentially um, carry the burden of, of someone else. So, yes, you have to take care of your kids, um, but now there's a whole nother burden that you might have to take on if the person that you're dealing with or the, the other parent that you're dealing with wow, is, yeah. not, is not ready. So now, now you have to carry that. You know what I'm saying? And you don't have a choice as to whether you carry that or not. I'm big on... You know what I'm saying? Control what you can and let go of what you can't, but that's something that you kind of have to, you don't have a choice because yeah. guess what? The child is affected. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you can, you can neglect, you can neglect that person's burdens as it, as it pertains to co-parenting. Um, but then you're, then somebody has to carry the burden and generally it's going to be the child. So either you do it or the child does it. You yeah. choose. Um, so that's a con as well. I'm trying to think of a pro because I'm going to sound so pessimistic. I know, we only got and this, but right now. there's really, I hate to say it, but there's really not too many pros as it pertains like to co-parenting, which is why I think it is so important to um, really know what you're doing before you have kids. Mm. And I know, I know we said like expectations to take away, but for me, that's to take away. Yeah. It, having kids is cool, but it's even better when you have them in the right time or with the right people or right I, or yeah. person. Yes. person let's not put the plural on that one person you know we can't control what people want to do with their backpacks we can't we, we can't would like to say stick to one person at a time at least please stick, stick and not at a time just stick to one <laughs> please if you if you can um but i mean there's a lot of reason people have kids prematurely um which right. that's a conversation for a different day but um i think i think that's the biggest takeaway before you have kids please, please, please just think about what you're doing and understand the, understand the magnitude of the consequence that comes with having kids. And consequence is not always a bad thing, so I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have kids, but understand what you're getting into, which for me, I did not understand. Most people don't. Most I, was 21, I was 21 years old when I had my first child. I had just turned 21, so we could say I was 20. He was born in June. I turned 21 in May. Dang. So right. I was not, I was not, I did not know what I was getting to, getting into at all. Right. You know, as it pertains to taking care of a child and what had to be sacrificed. And also as it pertained to, to parenting with another person. Oh, there's a, there's a, there's a pro of co-parenting. 
um, well, I'll say single parents is kind of a pro for them, is it like you don't have to deal with other people. Like when you're single parenting, it, it's all you. There's no teamwork necessary. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to go back and forth for nobody. It's all you. A con of that, however, is that, is that the child then feels some sort of void because the other parent is not there. But in terms of your day-to-day in your life, um, it's definitely easier um, to not have to necessarily like deal with that push and pull. Yeah, 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 of, yeah. Of, yeah. Of Would you say it's a positive though to be able to in the same sense, though, like when, when you do have your kids, it's how you want to parent them. You don't have to check in with baby mama until you want to do your recap and let her know what happened. And we're assuming that the expectation is the same on both ends. But would you say that's a pro that when you do have your kids, it's, it's just you and your kids. It's, it's their memories with dad. You make it, no. you make it. No? No. I, um, I think it's important for them to have for me, this is my opinion, and mm-hmm. some people might not agree, but I think it's important for them to have mom time, dad time, and then mom and dad time. Mm. Um, I think there has to be a healthy balance, and that's whether you're co-parenting or not. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think your children should not have to choose between mom or dad. Some For sure. some people, it's not a possibility, um, yeah. but for me, I don't feel like they should have to choose between mom and dad, and if you can help it, um, I think that you should make sure that they don't have to. I support it. Makes sense. I hear you. So you got the, the, the pro is for co-parenting. The pro is having the freedom to, to kind of live your life outside of your children. There's a lot when you, when you co-parent, you kind of have the freedom to live your life outside of children. Got it. Got it. But yeah. So I think I hit all the pros and cons. Okay. And then um, to, to, to close us out, Mr. Caleb, what, what would be your parting words for the people on co-parenting, whether it's the successes of it, your outlooks on it, your views on it, don't co-parent, don't have babies till you're ready. What, what would be your parting words for the folk? I'm a, I want to give everybody something that they can, that they can use. So um, I think, I think my, my parting words is, is that um, as hard as it gets, it's it's manageable Mm. everybody's situation is different but it's always manageable it looks different for everybody you just kind of have to figure out how to manage it in your situation Mm -hmm. whatever that means whatever that looks like for you whether that means biting the bullet and just kind of you know kind of going past that 50 50 point that you didn't think that you were going to have to pass to make it happen whether that means having those tough conversations Another possibility is counseling. A lot of people don't, mm-hmm. don't think that. You can, you can go to counseling to, with somebody that you're not in a relationship with. Yes, amen. You should actually, therapy is beautiful. Yeah, so that, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's difficult, but it's manageable. And it, it's, never, it's never a battle that you have to lose. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I had to have any parting words, although I'm not a parent, so I don't understand the struggle, I'm just reading what you said earlier. We grown. But please pick your motherfucking kids, baby daddies, baby mamas better. Pick your kids' parents better. Be mindful of decisions. And, you know, if you lay down with a fuck boy or a fuck woman and you realize that you lay down with, you made your bed, lie in it. Now you got to move accordingly so that way your child is healthy, happy, and lives a long, beautiful life. What? Like who, who that applies to, you know what I'm saying? Hopefully you're feeling your spurs somewhere. Yeah. Let go of them expectations, people. Oh, yes. Y'all, y'all. Let them go. We're going to say let it a thousand times. Please let them go. Let them go. Caleb, if the people wanted to reach out to you, because I feel like you dropped some knowledge and you, you're a black father, would you want to share your social media so they can hit you up or find guidance? Yeah, so, it, you know, the black fathers, if you guys need somebody to talk to, well, even even mothers, black well. mothers and fathers i'm not even gonna say black mothers and fathers you know i mean if anybody wants to hit me up you can reach me on instagram at k k a y dot mars m-a-r-s amen amen that's all i got yeah hit me up people caleb beautiful conversation i chose the right person of conversation with so i assumed it would be enlightening so thank you i appreciate your time all right peoples deuces deuces Audi 3000. <laughs> Audi 5000. So fucking extra, okay? Yo,
kill the hundred all day long. All day 